Philanthropy is all about giving to causes that matter to you the most, and by doing so, making a difference in the lives of others. But is this an activity that is reserved just for the super wealthy, or is it possible for the average person to become a philanthropist? What cause tugs at your heart that you wish you could provide funding for? Is there a way, right now, to live your dream with purpose? These are the glaring questions this podcast will explore as we meet everyday people who are stepping up to begin living their philanthropic lifestyle. We'll hear about their cause, why it's important to them, as well as their vision for the future. So let's get inspired, motivated, and learn how we can step into the dream of living our best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Well, folks, I have a very special and exciting show for you today. My very special guest experienced a sudden illness in her family, and because of that, she chose to return to her love of mind, body, and spirit healing. She's a speaker, co-author of What You Need to Know to Live a Spiritual Life, teacher and facilitator of several healing modalities, including Reiki, NLP, and being a certified Psych-K facilitator. She was looking for something with science and double-blind studies behind it, and she found it with Reconnective Healing and The Reconnection. She has an amazing daughter who lives in Cordova, Alaska with her beloved husband. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege to introduce you to Elta Rahim. Elta, welcome to the show. Wow, she sounds amazing. Who is that? (laughs) That's you, my dear. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, I was fired from fifth grade teaching after two weeks, so there's that too. (laughs) <laughs> you didn't tell me about that. The truth comes out. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you everything. This was our first date. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm just going to tell you the good stuff. Awesome. Okay. So <laughs> I, I really enjoy speaking with people that have a love for mind, body, and spirit. I guess it's because I'm one of them, too. Oh, uh, you have an interesting story about attracting your husband for of 19 oh, years. Would you yeah. be willing to share that with us? Yes, because I think it might be of benefit to many people. Um, I've been playing in the metaphysical world my whole life, and um, I've studied all religions, and I just came to the belief that there is something out there that loves me and supports me and appreciates me and everyone else, and it doesn't necessarily fall under a religion of some sort. I was raised uh, Baptist. And uh, you would think my personality would get along well with Baptists, but even Baptists were blown away by me singing too loud. So I really needed to find, (laughs) yikes, if you get kicked out of a Baptist church, that's pretty bad. But I did, because I was asking questions. I was asking questions. So um, I just became pretty much um, a law of attraction person and did several profiles for people using the law of attraction. So law of attraction to me, is just really super simple. And the, what you think about, you bring about right. it's a little bit. It's a little bit more than that. And sometimes people roll their eyes when I say that. And that's fine because they haven't had that experience. But I know for a fact that if you tell the universe what you want and then stop, don't change your mind or add things. Just this is my list. I'm turning it over to you. I wish, I wish I was on camera. You would see this. I'm turning it over to all there is. I'm not changing my mind and let it be. So um, I was married for 18 years to first boy I ever kissed. Very nice man. Just didn't wish to be married to him anymore. So I was single for 10 years. And then I just decided like at year eight that I, you know, I really, I was 38 or 39. I don't remember. You know, I lied so much about my age. I don't, I don't know. I could have been 74 for all I know. <laughs> but 
I was, let's see, I got married when I was 51, so I really am lying. So I was 48, I guess. I was 48 and I decided that I wanted to attract the man that I would spend the rest of my life with um, into my life. So I did sit down, I uh, was very quiet, you know, said a little prayer, um, because this is a big deal. If you're giving your list to the universe, you want to be prepared and quiet and ready. So um, I sat down, and I made my list. I made my list of about, about 150 things that I wanted in my husband. And I wanted a husband, you know, get married, find the paper and put you in my will, you know, my husband. Right. So I started, I started making my list and it was, you know, kind and loving and caring. And I'm very tall. So, you know, six foot two, at least 10 to 15 years younger than me, because I attract younger men, because I have a lot of energy. And I'm told that I don't look my age, I certainly don't act my age. So I needed to find someone that was younger, um, seems to always work. So I made this lovely list. And I was um, um, living in San Diego at the time. And I was walking around San Diego. And I noticed that these women, I'm a really friendly, outgoing woman, you know how we are, we hug each other. And we just, we just, we're just so much more affectionate, sorry, guys, than most men. And that's fine. God's perfect plan. But I noticed that the women were hugging me, but also asking if I wanted a drink. And I went, well, this feels kind of weird. So I went back and I read my list. And it turns out I had not written anything about this human being, being male. Nothing. Oh goodness. Well, I know. Because it, I know, because I was so metaphysical. It's like, oh, it's just energy. You know, I thought the six foot two with a lot of hair kind of gave it away, but apparently not. I'm, I was later told there's women six foot two with lots of hair. So I made my list, you know, 40 things having to do with a penis. <laughs> That's not quite true. <laughs> People want me to release that book for sure. 40 things you need in a penis. But I made it very clear to the universe that this energy was male. I needed this energy. You know, I chose for it to be male. So I revised my little um, several page uh, request to the universe. This was my request. And I did, I just let it go, put it in my, put it in my file cabinet. And one about being sober, I wanted to be sober. And I wanted to be um, happy with my body, meaning that I hadn't been dating. I was you know, I just wanted to be really ready because you're going to attract who you are. So if you don't like who you are, or if you don't like who you're attracting, you need to kind of take a look at what's going on with you. Uh, you know, without going into all that, I suspect that you know that. Yes. So I, you know, I put, put my list away and went about my day and um, I left San Diego. I moved up to, um, where did I move to? Carlsbad, it's, you know, 20 miles away or something. And I moved to Carlsbad in 18 months after I had uh, released my list. I hadn't had any alcohol. I hadn't had any dates. I hadn't, um, you know, I was still out there having fun, but I just wasn't dating because I was waiting for my husband. And um, one weekend I went down to San Diego to see a friend, spent the night down there. The next morning I got up to catch the coaster, which is a train. And as I was walking, and this is seven o'clock in the morning, no makeup, look like no, I don't know, a rat, <laughs> not looking, you know, not looking as lovely as we can, but looking kind of morning. And as I'm walking up uh, towards the train, I see this literally tall, dark and handsome man. And I'm going, well, that's lovely. And for whatever reason, um, he came over and started talking to me and his backstory, he had, he was a 
engineer and he had piloted uh, a yacht from Trinidad and Tobago to San Diego. He dropped off the yacht. He was still living on it. He was going to fly back to Trinidad. And he'd been sitting on his yacht for like two weeks and he decided that he was, this is the day I'm going to go meet a girl. So he got all dressed up and put on some cologne and went to catch, for some reason, he, instead of meeting a girl in San Diego, he was going to go up to Oceanside. And we just, we just started talking and um, we got together kind of that day and stayed together until 2-2 of this year when he decided to uh, leave the planet, which I'm really mad about. We won't even talk about that. But when I'm, when I meet up with him, I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah. So the beauty and the perfection of this was once we got together um, and we could track when I put that piece of paper into the universe, when he got on his sailboat, the reason, it, the reason that he was chased by pirates, struck by lightning, had some things go really, really wrong on his ship. I'm so sorry, honey. Um, he could not arrive until, oh, I got goosebumps. He couldn't arrive until the day that I was in San Diego. I mean, you can put it together, what I was doing, what he was doing, how we yeah. came together. And, you know, I don't know if they're soulmates. I don't know. But he's definitely uh, the love of my life. And I was so blessed and honored to have him, you know, as a husband. What an amazing story. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss that, that yeah. he you. But um, that's an amazing story. Thank you. And you can do that with anything. I see myself doing it with everything. Now, of course, I'm doing it with building my business, uh, acquiring Bitcoin, whatever you think about. And I think maybe it takes some time to learn that skill. You know, a lot of people start creating and then they go, well, why isn't it happening? Well, I've been creating consciously so for 40 years. So I see it happening because I've been practicing for so many years. Right. So I don't know. I mean, they say, you know, it's, it's, you can create instantly. So I don't want to put it out there that you can't because you can. But for me, I can see it happening, but I can see it happening because I've been doing it for so long. Well, I think so many people keep changing their mind about what it is they want. Of course. <laughs> and every time you do it, you start the process all over again. So maybe the universe is really kind of confused. Um, exactly. There's that lag time. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Now, let's talk about your cause, because your cause is so special, caring for Chiara now and in the future. Yeah. Please explain the story of this young mother and how you, your cause will help her. Again, goosebumps. Wow. So, Tiara, um, I mean, I'm sure that everybody loves everybody, but to me, she's just this extraordinary young person. And she is. She's just, um, she's a strong, strong girl. She happens to be a breathtakingly beautiful girl. I don't know if you looked at any of the pictures, but she does. I did. She was, yeah, she was a model because she was tall. She is tall and thin and just, you know, breathtakingly beautiful. But, and along with that, I shouldn't say but, but along with that, she was really, she is really extraordinary because I'm still thinking about my husband. I apologize. I, you know, he's gone. Anyway, she's here. Um, extraordinary. She's extraordinary in that she's, she's a, a perfect match of left and right brain. She's very analytical. She's very successful in real estate. She can do all kinds of things having to do with finance. But yet, you know, we'd have these pool parties and she had a young daughter and she had handsome boyfriends. She'd come over and she'd just be the, just giggly in the life of the party. So it was, um, you know, just an honor and, and so fun to be around her. And then she was, you know, in this horrible car crash that 
luckily they were in this huge Lexus, the only reason that they lived, no doubt, through that, you know, terrible freeway accident. And now she's in recovery. She's been in recovery now for a couple of years, but there reaches a time when you'll only probably, I believe in miracles, totally. So, but probably she may be um, pretty much a quadriplegic for the rest of her life. So, you know, her parents do what they do and the government does what it does, but she will need care the rest of her life. So because she's so young, we can set it up um, with Bitcoin, what we do um, to help her as, as years go by. What I'm awesome. doing for her, I'm not giving her access to the Bitcoin because she's young now and she's going to be fine. She will have access because she is my cause. So I'm setting it aside. She will have access to the Bitcoin after a couple of years when it's 50, 60, 70, who knows, $100,000 $100, a coin. She'll have access to it then. There's just a part of me. I remember when I was 35, you give me a million dollars at 35, I'm going to go buy a new, I don't know what, boat. <laughs> so, husband. <laughs> yeah, buy a new husband. Oh, no, that's my, that's my second. That's my last husband plan. <laughs> I could be, be a sugar mama, but that's a whole other story you don't want to hear. So, so let but, me be clear. Is she still in the hospital or has she moved to a rehab no. facility? She or is, is she at out home? now. That's, yeah, she's at home now. Um, okay. she, has, she has two mothers and an aunt that are caring for her because she needs 24-hour care. So she has 24-hour care. Um, she's reached a point now that um, she's not under so much stress for fear of dying, you know, tracheotomy and, and all those things. There were six or seven months there that was really... Uh, she, she had to have nurses care. So now she has family care. Um, but again, she's going to need to have that for the rest of her life. So right. if we can set up a cause for her, which we can, um, you know, we'll eventually put it into a trust and things like that. So it'll be, I have some family in Trinidad that we set up trust for them because you just don't want to give them, you know, a huge lump sum of money. So right. this will, this will um, help her, help her, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to pay all her bills, but I certainly intend to have it paying most of her bills and, and giving her the most comfortable life possible in this particular situation. And, and she's a mother too, right? Yes, she has a beautiful, see, I grew up with this little child. So she has a beautiful little, um, little girl um, who is a little, uh, I can't, I don't know my cartoons well enough, but man, she was, she was full of energy. <laughs> so <laughs> She's a little bit older now. I haven't been to any of their pool parties for a couple of years, but she was, or she is, um, you know, she's being also cared for by a couple of other people. I don't believe the dad is really in the, in the picture any longer, but she has her dad. Uh, Mr. T is an extremely loving, capable man that, you know, just loves the heck out of her little girl. So yes, yeah, she does have a daughter, probably the daughter's maybe eight or nine by now. Wow. So how long ago was this accident? It was about two years ago now. Okay. Okay. And what does the future look like for Tierra? Well, that's just it. It's, um, there reaches a point, you know, she's had stem cells. I've done a lot of research into stem cells. That's why I believe in miracles. Um, mm -hmm. Plus, even with reconnected healing, I've seen, I've seen miracles. It's as simple as that. I've seen miracles myself. People that couldn't walk, walk. People that couldn't talk, talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, without going down that road, I believe in miracles, call them what you will. Um, so in my heart, in my hope and my intention for her is, you know, she's so young. As time goes on, there will be things that will help her and many, many other people, you know, live a long, happy, productive life. Right. 
So how much funding do you anticipate her family will need for her care? Oh, millions. You know, That's I mean, a big number, especially now, especially now with what's going on, um, you know, what's going to happen with the USD, the dollar with us printing it and mm. the trillions of dollars that we're being, you know, forced to um, help people with, it's going to be, you know, if you look at what you go through in a lifetime, even if you're just a kind of a regular income, maybe 50, 60, 100,000 a year, you go through a couple million dollars. So that's the income she won't have. So for the right. people to care, to care for her 24 hours a day, she's going to need a couple million dollars to have, a, to have a good life. Right. Now, what is your vision for the future of your cause, say, five years from now? Five years from now, it should just be on auto. Um, it, it'll just be on auto. It'll just be fed to her via either attorneys being, being released to her, you know, mm -hmm. via attorneys. Because if I know anything, thank you, Rashid. I mean, Rashid just left. I went to, I went to uh, Alaska to see my daughter. Rashid went to um, the bar to watch a game and he died instantly. I mean, he really did. A, she a, was your husband. My husband. Yeah. yeah. So what, I mean, I learned many things. You learn a lot of things, of course, from death and grief. So yes. one of the, one of the many things I learned from Rashid is you never know. You never know. So what I'm saying is I don't know if I'll be on this planet for five years, 20 years, or, you know, gone tomorrow. So I want right. to make sure that it's, it's set up for her and all the legal legal necessities and with what we're doing we can do that absolutely all right folks if you would like to contribute to elta's cause just click on the link provided in the show notes now elta with so many options for funding a cause online what made you decide to choose up to give for funding your cause oh my um before i was before I was involved with cryptocurrency, I was educating people how to trade the stock market. So there's very few things on the planet. I've, I've traded gut livers. I mean, I've traded, <laughs> I've traded gold and silver and, you know, pork, and I've traded everything, commodities and gold and silver. And then um, I went on to the stock market because, again, without getting into too much, it's all, um, what's the word, see? it's all manipulated. Everything is manipulated. So if you just jump in as a normal person, even with a little bit of training, it's very difficult to be successful. So now they have so many amazing platforms, which will trade for you. Some of them are great, as long as they don't take your Bitcoin. Some of them, if you give them your Bitcoin or your money, they've been known to, you know, run away. One of the many reasons that I love up to give, of course, is that they never touch your Bitcoin. So the reason I chose up to give is when I was teaching people how to um, trade the stock market with just a platform, it was really easy, but it was still $10,000. And that was what, eight, eight or nine years ago. And not everybody had $10,000 to buy a platform and to jump into the, jump into the stock market. Uh, right after 2008 is when I got involved because I saw the corruption and I thought, wow, I got to do something. So I, uh, had a little talk with all there is about four years ago and said, I, I want to be able to be a service to more people, more people maybe with not quite access to so much money because the platform I was selling, I was trying to help people that were putting their money into 401ks and having it purposely wiped out. They didn't know it, but the market wipes out every eight or nine months. So you're, you know, you're taught all this stuff, which 
is not good for you. You know, put your money in the 401k, put your money in the stock market. And then every eight to 10 years, you get wiped out. But I, I tell people the stock market is like having a baby. You have a baby. You have a baby. I'm never having another baby, right? I don't know if you have babies or not. <laughs> when you have a baby, you go, I almost died. I'm never having another baby, right? Right. And, you know, same thing. I'm never going into the stock market. And then you go to work and they say, ah, oh, you know, put 10% here. We'll match it 5%. So they get you again. And that's, you know, that's life. Unless you do a really deep dive, that's what people do. So I asked for something that could be of service to more people for less money, really. And that was, of course, before this experience that we're having now. So with Up to Give, when I was invited to take a look at it, because I, like so many people in November, were invited to take a look at it as a perceived leader who had been through a lot. You know, there are a lot of scams out there, and it's so difficult to really do the due diligence to find out. But having had the pleasure of learning what to look for through, through scams, um, I really did a deep dive into this. And I, I think I mentioned to you before that I have worked for two private detective agencies. One of them, you know, we track down child, child molesters. So I have a pretty serious background in, um, you know. Investigative a, stuff. Yeah. If you're a bad guy, I'm going to find out. I feel bad for my anybody I'm going to date because you know, you know I'm going to do a background check on him. I, I know that's terrible, but I am. Anyway, I digress. So I really just asked for something and I, I, I literally, Bitcoin was just dropped into my lap. The reticular activating system all of a sudden said, well, turn on your computer and everything. You know how that works. Just You drive a Volkswagen, everybody has a Volkswagen. You right, drive right. a Lexus. Everybody has a Lexus. That's a part of your brain that just kind of notices it, the reticular activating system. So my reticular activating system was Bitcoin, Bitcoin, crypto, crypto. And that's all I saw. I, I got goosebumps again. So I, because <laughs> um, it was so fun, you know, and, and I, I, my husband and I bought Bitcoin uh, in 2017 at 800 and sold it at 20,000. And we were very grateful and very happy to have done that. Then we got into a, um, a lawsuit and luckily uh, we didn't do anything wrong, but you know how that happens sometimes. So yep. we, ha we had the necessary funds to fight that. Um, it wasn't anything criminal. It was just my husband was a handyman and he had done a job that was over his license. You can only do like a thousand dollars a week licensing. And it was so interesting when he started the job, he came home and he said, you know, I don't like this woman and it doesn't feel right. And I said, well, then don't do it. Well, turned out she sued him and, it, it was just, you know, when you know that something's wrong, just listen to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just listen to it. So with Up to Give, I was able, I know you asked me a question like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> with Up to Give, I guess what I'm trying to share is you can't pull the wool over my eyes anymore. I have learned, you know, I've walked through fire and the people that own the company are congruent. I, I respect them and I'm on all the leadership calls probably like you. So I get to hear, you know, really what's going on in the background. Um, I and the heart dive. of this company. Oh, the heart, the philanthropy, the heart, the heart, the heart. Yes. So it ticked off everything that allowed me to feel comfortable. Um, I sponsored 60 people in about, you know, 60 minutes because it just was so exciting. And yeah. You know, I could go on forever, but to have a one-time purchase of your own community, your own company, call it what you will, for less than $100, 
is, is a beautiful thing. And then when whatever this virus is, I've never learned what it's called. It's not part of my reality. I don't, I don't even know. I keep calling it 17 and they said, it's not 17, it's something 19. So whatever this yeah. 19 thing is, you know, it's changed the world. And yes. people really, they need a plan B and certainly up to give us something that they can be safe in. Right, right. Was that your question? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and talking about Bitcoin, because I know you are much more uh, ingrained and educated on that than I am, because I'm kind of new to it at this point. What do you, what is your gut telling you? Where is Bitcoin going? Where will it be like the end of the year? Is it around 8,800 today? Well, you're, ador you're adorable. I'm, asking, I'm not answering any of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start with, I am not a financial advisor. Well, luckily, I don't listen to my gut because my gut is, you know, full of vodka. But I do surround myself with really smart people. So I will start with saying I, I never give financial advice. And I know we're just playing here. Um, Bitcoin you know what the, you know what the having is you were you participated right. in that in a couple of months ago so in the past when we did what's called the having with bitcoin which just causes the miners to not make quite as much money and also you don't produce as many coins as you had in the past it's 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 part of what the bitcoin is so okay. the having in in the past you know 4 years ago 8 years ago after that about 18 about 15 to 18 months later it went up 4,500%. That was the first time it went from, you know, 10 cents to $400, let's say. That's not accurate, but it went up quite a bit. Right. And then the, the second halving, which I personally was involved with when I bought Bitcoin for 800 and sold it at 20,000. That's a, that, that's a big, you just don't make money like that ever. <laughs> you right. know, that was a big jump. That was after the halving. So when the Bitcoin cryptocurrency does a happening in the past and the past doesn't equal the future, but you can kind of go, oh, it will go up probably within the next 15 to 18 months, maybe 4,000%. We have experts that we follow because it's so interesting. Uh, which, which story should I tell? So I have the, <laughs> I have the privilege of working with two whales. So what are Bitcoin whales? Are you asking me? I am. <laughs> they are the big deal. They, they hold or hodl a lot of Bitcoin. And when they right. make movement, it makes the Bitcoin value go up or go down. Okay. So we, I have two friends that for whatever reason, I probably make them laugh. They like me and I spend, you know, they got their private jets and the whole thing. So I get to spend time with them and they just tell me things. And when the Bitcoin whales take their profits, which they will hear hopefully in the next uh, few months, it'll cause Bitcoin to maybe go down again, maybe six or 7,000. Um, when that happens, then it's a really, really good time to buy Bitcoin. That's what's happened in the past. But what we're noticing now is that there's so many brick and mortar companies, the trading companies, the banks that have spent two or three years putting together their platforms that are going to teach their bank customers to get involved with cryptocurrency. And there's so many billionaires and millionaires out there that are being educated and taught by their 
financial advisors to put anywhere from one to 3% of their holdings into Bitcoin specific. They don't do altcoins yet, that's still too new for them, but they mm -hmm. do cryptocurrency, they do, they do Bitcoin. When we have hundreds and thousands of millionaires and a few billionaires putting that kind of big money into Bitcoin, that's a real reason to cause the value of Bitcoin to escalate. So who knows? <laughs> I am not a financial advisor. And your crystal ball is broken. <laughs> my crystal ball, I'm only good at attracting. No, that's not true. I'm good at attracting everything. Lots of Bitcoin. <laughs> But my crystal ball is, that's one of the beauties of Up to Give as well. We have um, on, I always forget what I can and can't say. I believe it's already been announced. We have coming down the pipe. Well, we already have the good training that we have. Plus yes. we're going to have, yeah, that's really, really good uh, soft skills training. We're mm -hmm. going to have tr training on just basic finances because people aren't taught that. We're going to have training on Bitcoin itself. And we're also going to have training on the 4X market. So we're going to give people lots of training to help them because if we empower all these people to have this Bitcoin going into their causes, just like the very good questions that you asked me, if they don't know how to manage care it. for that, manage mm -hmm. it, care for it, grow it, not spend it, then right. we're really doing them a disservice. So that's another thing that Up to Give does is it's going to teach us those things and so much more, as you know. Right, right. So I'm, I'm, bet, I'm betting on a, a $200,000 Bitcoin in the next few years. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. And yeah. uh, that's, that's exciting. And with good reason, with good reason. It's not just, it's not FOMO, fear of missing out. It's not any of those things. The serious people like Jamie Dimon and Wells Fargo. I was talking to one of my Wells the other day. He'll never hear this because he's busy, you know, on his yacht or something. But anyway, <laughs> he, he was telling me that um, he has sold Bitcoin to Jamie Dimon, which is, of course, the CEO of what Citibank. He has sold uh, Bitcoin to Wells Fargo. He has sold Bitcoin to, um, oh, I'm not even going to say now because I don't want to get myself in trouble. But the people that hold their hands up and say this is junk and this is rat poisoning, that should give it away they're buying Bitcoin and it's proved now. It's right. proven. So that'll cause, to answer your question, that'll cause the actual value, the store value. Bitcoin was put on this planet to help the underserved, the three or four billion people that don't have access to a bank. That's why Bitcoin was put on the planet. I will say that to anybody all day long. I don't care what they say. That's what God told me and I believe her. Now, 2008, <laughs> Thank you. 2008 happened and all this, you know, happy fat Americans went, wow, ooh, I've been hurt. Let me find some place, you know, to put my money. So that's what caused Bitcoin to be a store of value more than a peer-to-peer -peer opportunity. And I know you know the difference. Should we go into that? Sure. Go for it. Okay. So a store of value is gold, silver, real estate. So real estate, um, our $350,000 house that we bought went to $87,000 after 2008, and it will again, and so will yours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whoever you are, if I could sell my house today, get the money out and go buy a little condo or rent a condo, I would, but I can't, so I won't. But your real estate, trust me, is going to take another big, big dive. It's so overvalued. Probably right. worse in California, but that's going to take another dive. So that store of value where you used to be able to store money 
in your house, that's over. Silver's okay, but silver's hard to move. You know, it's hard to go buy groceries with silver. Right. Gold, you know, Robert Kiyosaki would have my tongue, but gold is a store of value. Um, you know, they call it God's currency, and all of that is true, and it's beautiful and all that, but wealthy, wealthy people have it stored out of the United States of America because if a country has done something to you at one time, which they did, they took all of our gold. Um, you yep. don't remember because none of us were alive then, but they came and took all the gold. Well, if it's ever been done once, it can be done again. And the way that we're printing trillions of dollars, you know, we're going to have a real challenge with the value of our USD. So mm -hmm. people in China will go and buy lots of Bitcoin. People in China will go buy um, lots of Bitcoin. So it's a store of value. It was put on the planet for peer-to-peer -peer transactions to move money efficiently, fast, without a government, without a CEO, without anybody saying, you know, why are you moving $12 to Ni Nairobi? You know, without any, any interference, that's why Bitcoin is on the planet. It may or may not ever have that experience of, of moving money for the underserved, but ooh la la will, and that's not a pitch, but maybe it is. Ooh la la, which is our, you know, our debit card, that's mm -hmm. why they're with us to do exactly what Bitcoin was put on the planet to do. That's exciting stuff. I am so excited for that card. Oh my gosh. Elta, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and taking your valuable time to share your cause with my audience. Would you be willing to come back a few months from now and provide us with an update? Of course. It'd awesome. be my honor. Awesome. I look forward to hearing about the progress you're making with your Caring for Chiara cause and how she is doing. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired by the content that was presented. Don't forget to click the subscribe button so you'll be notified as soon as new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to causetalkradio.com. Click on the podcast link where you'll find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.